0: Should Christians get involved in politics? And if so, to what extent? For example, should they run for office, or is politics something too dirty for a Christian to get involved with? Tim wilman the President of the American Family Association is an expert on these questions, and he speaks from a Biblical viewpoint. Stay tuned for a presentation by him. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. Today I have a special treat in store for you. I'm going to share with you a portion of a presentation that was made at our last Bible conference. It concerns whether or not Christians should get involved in politics. The person making the presentation is Tim Wahlman, the son of Don Wahlman, who founded the American Family Association back in the 1970s. His organization is on the front lines of the cultural battle in America today. And to show you how much our nation has changed in the past 40 years, his ministry, the AFA, was celebrated at its beginning as a great defender of traditional biblical family values. But today it has been labeled a hate ministry for defending such values. Here now is
1: Tim Wildman. We don't need no more ignorant Christians, amen. We don't need no more ignorant Christians. My apologies to you English teachers out there, but we don't. We got enough ignorant Christians. I G N U R T. So we spell it Mississippi. Maybe that's why we're last everything. <laughs> anyway, you know what we say in Mississippi, we say thank God for Arkansas. We'd be last everything. So. <laughs> Well, you go to Arkansas, they say the same thing about us, so, you know, whatever. Hey, it's good to be last in some things. We don't need no more ignorant Christians. I saw a survey the other day, it's 10% of, uh, it was, I can't remember exactly, it was Barna or somebody, and they did a survey of, of, of uh, some Christians and they said uh, 10% of them thought that Joan of Arc was Noah's wife. I don't know what you do for I don't know those people I don't know maybe you there, we, that you do got a lot of we do have a lot of biblical illiteracy out there don't we even in our even in our churches it's- serious, it's a serious problem uh more so now than I think it's ever been in our country among Christians biblical illiteracy um, and we have uh, in the general population we have just basically have ignorance running rampant. About, uh, cult, about our uh, responsibility as citizens and our Constitution and our history. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I'll, I'm going to read a quote to you a little bit later on about the consequences of this. But uh, we, uh, we have a serious problem within and without uh, the Christian community in our country. And, you know, it's, it's hard, sometimes it's hard to uh, talk about these things uh, because
0: <clears throat>
1: it's depressing. <laughs> Am I right? Yes. Uh, so I mean how much bad news can a person take? You know, you didn't pay to come here to hear a bunch of bad news. Uh but at the same time we live in the real world. And we there are some things that we can do and we can be encouraged. And I know uh we we uh we have hope, uh as the brother sang about a few minutes ago. We have hope. We know that God is working in the world today, and we know that soon and very soon. You know, we will be with Jesus Christ in heaven. Amen? And there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. But until then, he teaches us to occupy. And, uh, you know, as our video said a few minutes ago, uh, our country is worth saving, it's worth preserving. I know we got serious problems. We all see that. And I'm going to go through, we heard the last speaker talk about that. But we can't give up, we can't quit. There's no. Uh, as I, I uh, said, one day I'm gonna write a book. It's called Nowhere Else to Sail To. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. We, we, we're, we're taking our stand here, and we're going either we're gonna win or we're gonna go down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> what we're gonna do right here in this country? Amen. In America. But uh, we don't need no more ignorant Christians. Uh, we. Um, by the way, what time did I start? <laughs> I need to know somebody's going to have to wave at me and tell me it's time to stop probably, and I don't mind ten minutes oh right, you got it. I've been going for ten minutes or I got ten minutes okay, good I I only got ten minutes left okay, okay You must be hungry, brother uh, we are as Americans as American Christians, we are facing serious problems both from without. And within, from without and within, we know what's going on from without. It's secular liberalism, or secular humanism, progressivism. It goes under different names, but uh, but it's um, my my dad and and others uh, started speaking on this uh, in the in the '70s. And but the movement of this secular humanism started way before that. But that's kind of when it began to manifest itself publicly with the breakdown of moral values in our country which many of you saw firsthand i see a lot of gray hairs out there and uh and you've lived through it you've seen the changes in our country that have come in the last which have been dramatic i'm turning to i'm turning to morality i'm talking about and values and decency and those kinds of things that used to be unquestionable in our culture remember ricky and Lucy slept in separate beds. Huh? That's how, really, that's how times have changed. They slept in separate beds on television because they didn't want to do anything coming close to being inappropriate on TV for, for children to see or for adults to see either for that matter. But you've seen the changes that have come in the last 30 or 40 years. But, uh, fundamentally at its core secular humanism, if that's what you want to call it. Politically it's called progressivism. But it's the idea that man is God. God does not hand down his moral values, but man makes up his own. And that's what dominated. Man is God. Secular humanism began to become front and center in our culture. And it took the place, it's either it either took the place or is taking the place, depending on your perspective, of the Judeo-Christian worldview. The Judeo-Christian value system that our country was built on is being replaced by secular humanism, which is of Satan. Okay, I believe in the devil and Satan. The Bible that Jesus did too. So we got some of our fellow Christians who are teaching doubt in that. Today I don't even know if they're Christians, but uh, just to be generous here, you know what I'm talking about they're going on in our a lot of our churches. Uh, they uh, they teach um, uh, the, don't don't teach that Satan even exists. But I think this is a satanic. Uh, this uh, the secular humanism is from Satan because the idea that God that man is God, man makes his own rules. Um, but we have uh, facing serious problems from within and without i you see sadly what has happened in uh some of our mainline church denominations over the last uh since secular humanism has has gotten into our pulpits and into our uh, seminaries and into some of the training places for pastors i know many of you probably maybe you go to independent churches today or you go to conservative churches today but some of you uh, may have grown up like i did in the Methodist Church, or you grew up in the Presbyterian Church, or some of you maybe even the Episcopal, Lutheran, those denominations, and uh, those denominations, which used to be called the uh, Mainline Protestant denominations, were 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 very vibrant uh, for most of our country's history. In fact, um, uh, they those denominations uh, and the Baptist, of course, the Southern Baptist has not. Left like these other churches have left left, uh, the fundamentals of the faith in many regards. But those denominations I just mentioned many of you were raised in. And uh, you were taught the Word of God in. And uh, I know at one time the Methodists had churches in every county in the United States. Because they took their mission of, of evangelism and spreading the gospel. The old circuit riders you remember that from the 1800's of trailblazing, and other denominations too, the gospel throughout all of America. And uh, many of those denominations can be credited for leading, uh, leading our country to become a Christian nation, as it was, uh, it was a Christian nation. Not Christian, we don't, we're not a theocracy, never have been. But the people, most of them were Christian, and if they weren't, they at least respected the Christian faith. In America, that's what we we—that's when, we, when we were known as a Christian, had been known as a Christian nation. And in fact, in 1892, the Supreme Court of the United States said we're a Christian nation. The Supreme Court of the United States said, "Hey, it's clear that this is a Christian nation." Uh, so that when when people say we're not a Christian nation, you know, you're, you're, if Dr. Jeffers goes on TV, there'll be somebody on there. Telling him, "You, this is not a Christian nation. Never has been." Well, no, not in the sense that we ever been a, uh, you know, a theocracy, as I said earlier. But we have been a Christian nation in the sense that the majority, vast majority of people were Christian, and our institutions reflected Christianity. Uh, that that is true. That's an absolute, absolute fact. Uh, but you know, there's two extremes here. There's the, 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 what I was going to say about the the mainline. Protestant denominations is that they have lost millions, millions of members in the last twenty-five or thirty years, and the reason is, and my as I say, I was raised, and my dad was a United Methodist minister, uh, so I know this. And uh, uh, because they've left the gospel, there's no. It's, I mean, if you don't believe anything anymore, why? How do you expect somebody to want to come to church? Go golf, or fish, or stay home watch TV or something. If you don't, if you're not going to believe and teach uh, things that are life changing, and you're going to water it down to all roads lead to God, you're gonna, you're not going to stay in existence. That's what I've often wondered. A lot of these churches, just for self preservation, you think they would <laughs> do, you know, they would at least step back and say, you know what, we must be doing something wrong here because we're dying. You know, we're not going to have any members in 20 years. And a lot of churches are going to be that way. So if you don't, uh, uh, that's what I mean from within uh, the Christian community. We have problems. But quite frankly, I think most of us would agree in this room, you've come to the point now where you're not going to go to those. Some of you may be still trying to hang on and change those churches. Uh, God bless you if that's what you want to do. I got out myself even though my dad was a minister in one of those denominations because I just couldn't support it any longer. Couldn't go on any longer. But the other extreme is are, are people who they, they they are conservative as you and I are on, on, on doctrine. Okay? They believe in the fundamentals of the faith. They love the Lord. But they have this idea that Christians are supposed to be separatist. Uh, you, you've you talked to people like this. They believe in basically getting out of the world completely, staying out, having their own little communes. So I'm not talking about the Amish here. I'm talking about people like us. And they just don't want to have any, they don't believe in politics or government or anything. You know what I'm saying? They believe in government. They don't believe in being involved. You, you know what you know? What I'm talking about. And then they'll, they'll, they'll put the, uh, the spiritual guilt trip on you, right? And they'll say, oh, God didn't, God didn't care about those things. That's, those things are going to burn. You know, God only cares about sharing the gospel. So you're wasting your time. I'm talking about those of us who care about politics and government and culture and those kinds of things. And, uh, you know, like somebody said, well, just because you're going to die doesn't mean you don't exercise. <laughs> you get the point there? We're all going to burn, we're all, in the sense that we're all going to die. The country's going to die one day, as Robert Jeffers probably pointed out last night. Uh, we're, we're, you know, but does that because I'm going because I know I'm going to die? I am going to say, well, I'm just going to die? No, I'm going to if I'm going to want to. Uh, if the doctor tells me I'm sick, I'm going to want to do some things to preserve myself to make myself healthier. What's, why why can we apply that same principle to our country? Why must we say, well, it's, why would we take a defeatist attitude or a fatalistic attitude that uh, that things are inevitably, inevitably going to uh, go downhill in the next ten, fifteen, twenty years uh, or not? I don't know, but but we shouldn't take the attitude of disengagement. We can't. I know uh, a few years ago, uh, Dr. John MacArthur and uh, and I have a lot of respect for him as a uh, a Bible teacher. Don't misunderstand me. So, this is not a put down of him personally by any means. Um, But he wrote a book called Why Government Can't Save You. Okay? Why Government Can't Save You. And this is kind of a philosophy that permeates about 10 or 20% of our brethren. And they believe that uh, disengagement, you know, that politics and government and those kinds of things are a waste of time. And I've never understood that philosophy because we're supposed to be Romans 13 people, aren't we? Okay, so we're supposed to obey the law, right? As Christian citizens, we're supposed to obey the law as long as it doesn't conflict with God's law. Am I right? As long as it, now it may come to that. It's coming to that in some cases. Uh, We may have to say, not going to do it. You know, some, you know, but... Uh, as long as the law, the law does not conflict with God's law, we're supposed to be good citizens and be a law-abiding citizen, a law-abiding people. So I've never understood this idea that we're supposed to obey the law, but leave the lawmaking to the pagans. <laughs> does that make any sense to anybody? Else? You out here? So you're telling me don't waste your time being in politics and government but obey the law. Okay. So leave it to the unbelievers to make the laws that we're they tell me we're supposed to obey. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. And so uh, we need to be engaged. We need to be involved. We need to understand what's going on. We do uh, in, in our country so that we can make the di- a difference. So that we can make a difference for for God, for Christianity. So this idea that why government can't save you, I know that. Who, who thinks government can save you? Raise your hand. Nobody <laughs> believes government. That is a straw man argument, but our brothers and sisters sometimes will throw that up at you, won't they? Oh, government can't save you. You need to trust God. I know government can't save me, but we have to live in this country. We have to live in this in, 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 in public policy Decisions that are made for us matter, and uh, if you take that attitude, you're gonna. You, you, I have no sympathy when you lose your freedoms, because you're saying don't be involved, but yet uh, we're supposed to follow the laws of our country. So we have some problems within the church itself as American Christians, and we need to challenge people who think like that. Uh, we need to challenge our brothers and sisters who think. A disengagement is the way to go um, the moral collapse of our country uh, is blamed, can be blamed on unbelievers and believers alike unbelievers and believers alike I don't place all the blame on the church I know some people do uh, maybe some of the speakers during this weekend will say something like that I, I don't take that I think we have our responsibility and there is no question about it we have not been the salt and light that we're commanded to be. But also, uh, there's there's a growing hostility, a, a, a spirit of the age, if you want to call it that, of, uh, uh, against uh, Jesus and Christians and Christianity. If you notice this, it get, it's getting more intense. It's getting more hostile. These people are getting bolder in their uh, attacks about Christianity. And so, there's a, there's a, I don't blame it all on us. We're not... Because we may be outnumbered uh, in terms of uh, the, uh, I'm talking about across the country. The city seems to be more and more people who are Godless than there are Godly. Right. Godless than there are Godly. So in that respect, we have our work cut out for us. But uh, you, there's enough blame to go around. But we as Christians, we uh, unlike the world, unlike the Godless, we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility. To God. And I'm going to talk about that for the next uh, few minutes because we need to understand how we're to respond and hear how we're to react. I want to look at Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We're His people. And I mentioned about ignorance inside the church, biblical illiteracy inside the church. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because. And because you have rejected knowledge, I reject uh, you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, this is, I will—I also will forget your children. Uh, so you know the old song that we grew up singing: "Trust and obey." Trust and uh, what does God require of us? Trust Him and obey Him. It's not <laughs> hard okay, to understand what God requires of us. Now, and uh, somewhere in the New Testament it says His laws are not burdensome. I've forgotten where it is exactly, but you know what I'm talking about. In other words, we can do this. God gives us the strength to obey Him and live for Him and trust Him. And so, um, but if we don't, if we reject Him, if we're disobedient, uh, He will forget our children. Uh, and you can apply that as a principle, but he was talking specifically to the Hebrew children right there. But I'm thinking you can apply that principle to us today, and by that, it also fits in with the you know whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Um, I'll be not deceived; God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Is the is the verse there, and so. What we sow in our own personal lives, we're going to reap the consequences of it one way or another, good or bad. Same thing for our country. Same thing for our country. If we sow evil, we're going to reap destruction. And uh, it's our job as American Christians to raise up the standard of righteousness. And when we do that, guess what? We're going to be attacked. We're going to be attacked by the world who doesn't want to hear it. How many people like to be told what to do? <laughs> told how to live? Uh, we don't. It's, it's, it's human to reject somebody telling us what to do, how to live, especially as Americans, because we have our rights, right? But when you become a Christian, when you submit yourself to God, and you have to trust and obey, we die to ourselves. We yield to our, our, our desires. We want to obey God with our lives. Well, when we proclaim this, Truth, people in the world do not want to hear that, and so they're going to react with uh, vitriol, oftentimes, and they're going to react in a way that's negative. So, when we as Christians hold up the banner of righteousness, and we say to the world, "It's wrong to kill unborn babies." Then, for example, then they're going to lash out back at us because we're holding up a spirit, we're holding up a standard of God's righteousness. When we say Jesus is the only way to heaven, otherwise you're going to hell. Whoa! They do not want to hear that. Huh? Am I right? They do not want to hear that. Why? Because you've made a judgment. You've made an absolute moral judgment, which is accurate according to God's Word. But when you do that in modern-day America, you better be ready. Because they will, the secular progressives, the secular humanists, the uh, in essence, they're God-haters is what they are, uh, it's fundamentally, they're going to come after you. They are going, believe me, uh, we're a hate group. American Family Association has been deemed a hate group because of our stand on the uh, gay and lesbian issues and on gay marriage. Uh, it's homosexuality is what it is, but uh, they stole the word gay. <laughs> When you grew up, "gay" meant happy, didn't it? Still does mean happy, but they stole the word. They stole the word. That's part of changing the culture too. You know it. It's you know it's part of changing the culture when you start changing the language or how you describe things, because people begin to think differently about them. I expect in ten years they're going to be called happy-go-lucky. Um, I mean, really, they changed in the language to describe something that I can't even talk to you about. This is sad, really. It's tragic because these folks are trapped in a lifestyle of bondage, of sexual immorality that will ultimately destroy them if they don't repent and change their ways. They don't want to hear that. You know, love wins, right? Remember we heard that a couple weeks ago? Uh, This is a But in today's culture, if you say what I just said, especially if I go out here on the, you know, on a TV show, then they're going to come after you. Uh, The mainstream culture has a really hard time. Uh, uh, They they do not want to hear the things that God says about moral morality, especially about sexual morality uh, today. But we got to continue to stand and tell the truth because it's only Amen. Because it's only it's. Read Romans one. They're only gonna. It's only gonna. It's unnatural, immoral, and unhealthy. So what's wrong with saying that? Unnatural, immoral, and unhealthy. And but you know that's sin, like any other sin, in terms of it must be repented of. We all have to repent of our sin, whether we're homosexual or heterosexual. We have to repent uh, of our sins, but we can't call evil good. <laughs>
0: Tim Wildman is correct. Any nation that calls evil good and good evil is courting the judgment of God. You will find those words in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20. In fact, if you want to find a biblical description of modern day America, read all of Isaiah chapter 5 and you will notice how the sins he lists are the sins of our nation today. Things like greed, injustice, pleasure seeking, blasphemy, moral perversion, intellectual pride. Intemperance and political corruption. And Isaiah gives the reason for the sins in verse 24, where he says, For they have rejected the law of the Lord of hosts and have despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. That, folks, is our nation today. We are in the process of rejecting God and His word. What you have just viewed is only half of Tim Wildman's 1-hour presentation. In just a moment, our announcer will tell you how you can get a copy of the entire presentation together with five others that were made at our annual Bible conference, all of which were related to the theme of Messages for a Rebellious Nation. Well folks, that's it for today. I hope this program has been a blessing to you and I hope you'll be back with us again next week. Until then, the Lord willing, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near.
1: The powerful presentation you have just viewed is available in its entirety in our 2015 Bible Conference video album, which contains three DVDs with six 50-minute presentations. The album is titled, Messages for a Rebellious Nation, and all six of the presentations it contains are related to that theme. The album could be yours for a gift of $25 or more, including the cost of shipping. Again, the album contains three DVDs with a total of six 50-minute presentations. To place your order, call the number you see on the screen Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time, or order online at our website at lamblion.com. We would like to invite you to attend our 2016 Bible Conference that will be held in mid-July in the Dallas, Texas area. You can find the details on our website at lamblion.com.